So just spent about 15 minutes setting the table up because today, girls and guys and any animals are listening, it is just me. There's no Lulu, no Lulu today because it's Monday and I am talking to you guys fresh, and I mean fresh, fresh out of the cold water whiskey barrel, which I've been jumping in for the past, what we are now, 10 days, 11 days, something like that. It doesn't get any easier, but it does definitely... Well, no, it does. It does get easier in the fact that once I'm in it, it's like a, the pain and the cold that you get becomes familiar. So that's weird, but it's also kind of cool. And uh, But we'll get back to that in a minute because there is a pressing topic that we do need to get into. You can see, obviously, Lou's not here. His microphone is in his chair in his place. Just happily sat there. Lou will be back next week. The only reason we didn't... Um, he's not here this week is because... This weekend was a celebration of his partner Emma's birthday, so we went out, we did an escape room, which was really cool, and uh, went for a lovely meal, and um, yeah, so that's, I'm just going to move this mic, <sighs> noises, so that's why it's just me, because basically we couldn't kind of fathom it, and then, why didn't we just do the days afterwards? Oh, I don't know, but, busy, oh, well, he, yeah, I don't know, who knows, I don't know, it just didn't work out, anyway, so I'm here. I'm enough for you because we've got one thing to discuss today. You know what it is. You probably fed up hearing about it, but we've got to cover it. We got we got to do it, and that is the Liver King admitting that he is on the juicy juice, that he is up to the gills in the testosterone. Like we're shocked. Um, yeah. Why? 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 Why is everybody like? Is it more the fact that we're we're happy you got busted? Is this a thing? Are we, are we reveling in someone else's kind of comeuppance? Or did some dumb, dumb dummies actually think this dude was natural? It's a tough one. I think, uh, I think there were a lot of young kids that maybe, you know, when you look at, when you were young and you looked at bodybuilders and you were like, oh, yeah, no, the, the, you can definitely do that. Just, just, you know, hard training and dedication and then you realize oh no there is hard training and lots of dedication but you you, you need the edge uh but i think most people knew and i think him it's the way in which it's come out isn't it so if you don't know who the liver king is the liver king is a dude who uh basically he has the nine tenets of these things he's supposed to follow in life and he lives like a caveman although he lives on a multi-million pound ranch so i'm not sure how many caveman did that he like uh, does a lot of functional movements. Um, he trains twice a day, but he does advocate some really good stuff. So that's the positives of the man. He advocates getting outside, getting your feet on the earth, getting the sun on your skin, doing cold water plunges, um, putting yourself in discomfort to get mentally tougher. Advocates working out like twice a day if you can, but at least once a day, getting active. So there's a lot of a lot of things that he does advocate that are good. Things that don't like, he literally. And kind of lives like a caveman, doesn't brush his teeth, doesn't wash using soap, doesn't do any of that kind of stuff, which is weird. Like, why would you not? Like, caveman didn't live probably past 30. That is a reason that they didn't live past 30. You know, disease, uh, inability to eat because they've got no teeth left, and... Uh, the fact they were probably mauled by animals or starved or the cold got them or it was January, you know. <laughs> so there's a there's a level, isn't there? I mean, you have to adapt. Adapt. I like the fact that he took what, what is essentially our raw capabilities and he is playing on that. Like, what are we capable of physically and mentally? Like, what are we designed to do? How are we designed to be? And that kind of idea, that whole aspect of living is a really good thing to kind of get your head into because we do sit inside too much. We don't connect with the earth enough. This is very true. And getting off social media, he literally shuts the power down in his home, like turns off everything. So he also advocates shielding. So shielding yourself from Wi-Fi signals and all of these things. So his his house is uh, kitted out with shielded, f fully unpenetrable bedroom walls he also sleeps on like a hard wooden bed doesn't have like a soft mattress and stuff like that um so there's a, there's a lot you could take from the man a lot like goggins does you know goggins is very extreme and you can sometimes he's a bit much but you'll take 
bits and babs that really like fit what you need in that moment. I think that's good. Problem with Liver King. Here's, here's the problems. He set out, it turns out, he set out with a full media team because he was already minted before you saw him on YouTube. He set out to be a viral sensation. So this Liver King character is exactly that. Like this guy is playing a role, which then takes away from all of the things he's saying about living. Like I do think he lives a lot of the life he says, but it's a role that he's embodied. He talks about himself in third person because he's playing a character. Like The Rock, you know, in wrestling, he's playing a character. This is what this guy's doing, but in real life. And I think that's a little bit, he, he admits, openly admits that he has self-worth issues. Like he's never felt like he's enough. And that's part and parcel of his upbringing. That if you listen to his backstory, you can see where he's got that from. So by creating this like third, this, this, this third person character, he's able to uh, kind of separate from his own anxieties and stuff and put it into this little, this creation. And I think he's uh, lived, lived a bit too deep into it because he started to become very cartoonish. Like he was... When he first started, he was he was extreme, but now he's turning a bit more cartoony. He's got these stupid sayings and he's all this more and subprimal. And he literally says it like that. And you're like, who are you appealing to? Like 14, 15 year olds or whatever. So there's been, a, there's definitely been, he's got more into the role as it's carried on. Uh, what's come out as, you can watch this as a full episode. Uh, if you do search more plates, more dates, there's a guy on there called Derek, who I'm sure most of you know who are in these circles. He he does a, there's a really great video. It is an hour long, but it is a great video that breaks down to the start to the to the culmination of where we are now with the Liver King. And basically it shows you he had this premeditated um plan to not only become a viral sensation using a media company and he plowed a lot of money into getting himself seen. Um he also had a plan to manipulate his body chemistry through the use of growth hormone, steroids, what peptides, whatever it was going to take. But he was already on all of the juicy juice prior to any of this plan as well. So he was not only like already on it to the gills, like he he was willing to do more. He was like, he basically says in one of these emails that he needs to stay in shape all year round, relentless, and will, and only with maybe two months off. And by two months off, he doesn't mean off training. He means off substances in a culmination. So 10 months of on and two months off was his goal. But I'm telling you now, if, the, if he was told you've got to do 12 months on, he would have done 12 months on, um, which I probably think is where he, I don't think he's ever off anything. Um, but it's, what's more shocking is not the fact of, yeah, the guy's on stuff. It's the amount he was taking. He's going through $11,000 worth of growth hormone alone in a single month. Single month. At the same time, advocating that it's all because of his liver and his bone marrow supplements and being primal and sunning his balls and butthole. Yeah, he actually did do that, which is it's absolutely scientifically not proven to have any benefit whatsoever. <sighs> so... He, these emails got leaked. If you go on the More Plates, More Dates uh, YouTube page, you'll see the whole video on there. And it's basically a breakdown of him talking to this bodybuilding coach about what to use, how much to use, and how to go about it to manipulate his body to get even bigger and better to proliferate his viral ability online. So this is where the problem becomes because we know he came on there to sell supplements. Now he claims after this, like how much did, you, did uh, his viral ability affect his businesses? And he claims, oh, very little. We, that's just absolute, which again, he's lying. So he's lied and now he's also lying. He's trying to make do smaller lies now to undermine the fact he was on the steroids uh, because we, we know full well that, you know, the power of social media in terms of turnover for businesses is huge. So to say his businesses haven't been boosted by the viralness that he achieved is, is an, again, a lie. So this guy is hoping that you're paying so much attention to the big lie that you won't notice these little ones. So again, he's, he's discredi discrediting himself every time that he does this. And um, so you want to kind of... you. You want to see the good in bad situations. So like I said, a lot of the things advocates, the base level of, of what he's saying is kind of good, but it's 
the way he's gone about it is bad because he has, under false pretenses, got people following him. And he's also got young people following him who are very easy to manipulate. So he's had these people buying his supplements. He's had these people living this lifestyle. I guarantee you some people stopped washing and brushing their teeth to manipulate, to, to emulate this guy. And it turns out he lie. He big liar. Big, hairy, smelly liar. So where does he go from here? Who knows? Who knows? Let's see. It's going to be really interesting. It's going to be an interesting experiment to see happen in real time because he was an experiment going viral which he was very successful with now as quick as he's risen there's this crashing halt now does he is watch my theory is going to be this right his pr team are going to have him go on more podcasts more shows because he's still viral now in a negative way but people who are on the shows don't care about that they're the host they're not getting any crap from it all they're getting is views so he's going to get on more things to retell his I'm sorry story, you know, over and over, which he has released a video of. You can go watch that if you want to. It's it's almost theatrical, though, which again undermines him, his apology. He should have just been human about it and been like, I had a goal. I wanted to achieve something and I was willing to do anything to get there. And I lied. That would be more credible. You'd have been like, and then he could have said, but. I live this lifestyle. I Oh, if you didn't know, he eats like raw liver a lot in many different forms and advocates hunting for your own food and all that kind of stuff, which, yeah, you know, is, is a nice sustainable lifestyle. But he does some of the crazy things as well, like drinks blood from live animals and just some stuff's unnecessary. Some stuff's unnecessary. But the basis of things that he does, the liver, the, you know, the raw liver, I mean, liver is great for you. That is a good thing. But then he, uh, where am I going? What have I gone? He's liver kinged me. He's liver kinged my brain out. I've gone rogue. The brain is tangented. You know, I accidentally just looked past the camera at my uh, wooden gorilla and now my brain just went, <laughs> just started thinking about gorillas. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, Lex. Oh, right. So, yes, he eats a lot of raw foods. A lot. And he has a chef that goes around with him everywhere that does all this as well. So even this this lifestyle that he lives is unsustainable for the normal person anyway. So I don't know why we're so mad when he comes out and now he's on steroids, which is unsustainable for somebody not, you know, so his physique is not sustainable for somebody not on steroids. Like his whole thing is not sustainable. He lives on a multi-million pound comp compound, like a secluded ranch. He's a, a multi-millionaire prior to coming on and being on social media. So he has no limitations on, on how to live this life. So he can, the normal average person who's going to go to work every day, can't go to work not washing or brushing their hair or cleaning their teeth and sitting at the lunch table in front of everybody else just whacking out raw liver and testicles. That's just not a feasible lifestyle, is it? I mean, come on. <sighs> but what's going to be interesting now is going to see is like how I think this, he, yeah, words like, here we go. So I think he's going to go on all these podcasts. I think he's going to tell the story over and over again. But what he's going to do is say, he's going to start talking about his use of the hormones. He's going to start then being an advocate of how he was so down and everything was messed up. And then he started doing TRT levels of testosterone, which he's actually, he isn't, he isn't doing huge amounts of testosterone. I think he's doing 120 milligrams of testosterone a week, but with DECA. So that's not TRT levels. So he's kind of going into definitely into building levels of, of testosterone use, not by any means bodybuilder use, but he's definitely over TRT, but not into bodybuilding exactly. He's on 10 IUs of growth hormone a day, which if you don't know, therapeutic use of, of growth hormone for kind of anti-aging and longevity is one to two IUs. So he's over five times the maximum dose of longevity use. So again, that's, that's just excessive. He was on six or seven peptides. He also dabbled in Winstrol, Anavar, and other hormones. So, you know, the dude's extreme. It's definitely not healthy. I'd love to see his, his blood work because it means, well, he's probably balanced his blood work a bit better, but his blood work prior to going on with uh, some a professional who was doing his bloods all the time, his blood was definitely messed up because I think they in the leak you can see some of his blood results and his uh, his his IGF levels and uh, and other things are, are well out of whack. 
But it's like, what's he doing to his insides? Because if you think as well, he's only eating all of this. He basically has a carnivore diet. He basically eats carnivore, which is, here's the thing with carnivore diets. It's, it's, it works with people when they do it short term because it's basically elimination diet. So it's removing a lot of the problems that people have in terms of gluten, wheat, and sugar. But if you were to stick on a carnivore diet and not add in fruits and veg, like he doesn't, he has carbs like every so often, but you're talking like twice a week or something silly. Uh, you, 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 the diet itself is actually quite micronutriently deficient. You're also, you gotta think about your gut health. So if you're only eating, all, you're eating red meat and that can stay in your system, let me get this right. It can, raw red meat over time, because he's consuming, bear in mind, he's consuming, consuming pounds of meat a day. We're not talking like he's having like a chicken breast level of red meat. He's eating bowls of raw minced meat, liver, kidneys, testicles. And on top of that, he's got all the bone marrow and everything going through. His gut bacteria, he's going to start, because he's been on this diet for a long period of time, he's going to start developing bacteria in his gut that we as humans haven't had in there for, I don't know if ever, I don't know if ever, but basically the amount of meat he's eating, it can stay in your system. I want to say it's up to like, I want to say 120 hours, but I think that's wrong. But maybe not. Five days. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think it's 120 hours, but it's an excessive amount of time for something to sit in your guts. And what that means is it's going to start allowing bacteria that wouldn't normally be able to develop in our guts to start growing there. So his gut flora and intestinal microbiome is going to be, it's going to, I mean, I can't see it being healthy. I can see him getting some weird disease in a couple of years, something really nasty happening to him. Because it's just not, it's not a balanced way to be. And there's no scientific proof to say that, that him eating this way for extended periods of time is healthy. Not not just good for you. I mean, that it's healthy, that it's it's a sustainable thing to be doing. Um, like I said, in the short term, it works because it basically is an elimination diet. But then you need to reintroduce those fruits and veg to get the micronutrients in there and to help balance some of that uh, microflora and to also help with roughage for digestion. And you need, obviously, the amount of red meat as well. Red meat is, is a slow thing to digest, which is why they, they say you should only really have red meat, you know, two, three times a week. And he's having this thing multiple times a day. So it's going to be interesting to see the spin, what happens to him over the next, like, next few years or whatever, whether he stays in the lime, limelight, is that right? Or in the spotlight, whatever. And see if he does, you know, because at the moment, the problem is when you take hormones, you buffer a lot of dietary errors with the hormones because you're unnaturally keeping the hormones in a range that's either higher or as they should be. Because if you're doing TRT, they should be within a natural range, but they're kept in a stable upper of that natural range. But if he's do, and if you're doing more, then you're going to superhuman, they're even higher. So it'd be interesting to see if he came off all the juice, all the growth and everything and kept eating the way he did, how fucked would his body get and how quickly? I would, I would suggest that he would start having some serious problems with energy, focus and... If he isn't already using digestive enzymes and things like that with his food, which he might well be in because he's lied about numerous things already. And and when they look at, uh, when he does this, he did a breakdown, like a questionnaire. And you can go see this on the More Plates More Dates video. There's a, a questionnaire that the guy who is doing all this steroids and stuff sends a questionnaire over to him to fill in. And you get to see every answer he filled in. And on one of them, he's listing things like maltodextrin and stuff like that, that he's using as part of his diet, which he doesn't say he uses now. And he's, he's, he lists a lot of things. He also lists that he's taking creatine. Now, why would you take creatine if you're eating pounds of red meat a day? Like you would be well over your creatine need. So either this guy is excessive in every aspect of what he's doing and he's going to really come bad biologically quite soon anyway, or he's not telling us the full story on how he's eating. And we're only seeing like one. Are we even seeing finished meals when he posts them up? We never do. All we ever see is the, the thing being cooked. And then this is my lunch for today. We never see him like 
finishing it every time or anything like that. So who knows what he's really eating? How much of it is he really eating? How much of that meal is actually split between most of the other members of the family that are around him or people that are there? And how much of it is cooked off or what's added to it? We just don't know anymore. Did we really know ever? But this is the thing with social media, isn't it? Extremes. To get noticed, everything has to be extreme. Everything has to be something that's overly complicated so that it gets traction. Like doing the basics and doing them well isn't interest, isn't isn't exciting, isn't extreme. So it doesn't get the attention it should. So all of these stupid ideas that come on like this, they just get all the attention, don't they? Because it's more interesting to watch than see somebody weigh their food out every day, eating a balanced protein, carb, and fat diet, and just slowly doing really well. <laughs> and it's something to bear in mind when you're watching people. You know, if somebody inspires you, watch them for a year. Do they still inspire you by the end of the year? Is, have, have, have they made changes that you can see in their, their life? Have they helped you from what they're doing and you've taken it on and not for just three weeks or, or four weeks, which again, like elimination diets, up to eight weeks would still give you great results. But then after that, you start seeing diminishing returns. So if you follow something for over like six months, is it still helping? Then, you know, stick with it maybe. If it's healthy, if you're feeling great, but eight weeks, 10 weeks of following something, that's just, it's too short. So I think, yes, let's get back tangent. Lex. good job. Um, he's going to go on this podcast. He's going to start talking about the advocation of how hormones can help benefit mental health. And, and alongside the nine tenets, it can be a real booster to help you become superhuman. He's going to start talking about how he doesn't look like the normal guy because of his nine tenets and the way he lives, plus the hormones. And then what he'll do is he'll go natty, but he won't. What he'll do is just reduce down to like full TRT level and then do a whole thing about how great he feels on that now and mentally and all that. I think he's going to spin it that way. I really do. But uh, yeah, what a what a what a mess of a world we live in, where a dude with no shirt, who wears like literally doesn't wear a shirt anywhere that he goes, carries kettlebells and an ice bath into the middle of places like London and all these places. These are the people we put on pedestals until we're shown in black and white, in big red marker, all the reasons we shouldn't have done it, and then everyone's like, "Oh, I hate you now." Well, you know, you you chose to follow the extreme, prepare for an extreme fail at the end of it. Don't blame him, blame you if you were let down by this guy. Everybody else who has sense and knows and did the research, watched it for what it was. A cartoon character playing the game. And he played the game well, very, very well. So let's see what his moves are next. But yep, that's my that's my thoughts on it so far. Is um, yeah, it's a character, it's a cartoon. What he does isn't healthy. You can take aspects of some of the things he says, dial it down by like ten, and there's some things you can take there and add to your add to your days that will make them better. And you've got to admire the guy's drive. Like he is pure, probably bottled energy. It probably is out of a bottle, but still, nonetheless. It does go to show what you can achieve in a very short period of time as well if you want to become successful at something. Like, look what he's done. Set his mind to it. Gave it everything, literally. Put his body on the line for it. So, it's admirable in that way, I guess. Also, it just shows you how gullible the world of socials is. If you, if you, just, if you just get the right bait on the hook. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that discussed. Let's move on. What else are we doing? So ice, ice barreling. Let's yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about something the liver king does see as primal, and we should do more. Yeah, literally what he did. He basically became Ryback from WWE. You remember him? Feed me more, Ryback. You need to sue the liver king. He stole your. He stole your thing. <laughs> uh, so I've done that. I did it. I stuck to the barrel. I stuck to the the barrel thing. Whiskey barrel in the back garden full of, um, the water was pretty much below five degrees the entire time. Got to around four or three on a couple of them. It's cold enough out there now as well. So at the moment, it's really efficient because it's cold enough outside. It's like below six degrees most days. The water's staying very cold with minimal adjustments. I'm only having to change the water like once every 10 to 14 days as well. I think what I'm going to do is get a solar pump from Amazon 
to put on it so the, the water doesn't stagnate, keep it moving. And then uh, somebody did message me with a really cool suggestion of putting bottle sanitizer in it as well, baby bottle sanitizer. That can help keep the water nice. So a couple of cool tricks there. But how did it go? So I started uh, on the first day, aiming to do two minutes in this this barrel of doom. And boy, did it was a shocker. I mean, it took me so long to get in that barrel the first time. I walked in and out the house 10 times, 10 times. And um, it's not, it knocks the air out of you. It, it really does. It, uh, it's, I tell you now, though, it's like getting punched. When you're in, it's not as bad as what you made out in your mind to be. So if, if you want to do something like this, start with some cold showers. Start finishing every shower that you have with 30 seconds of just turning it down to the cold. Like turn it down for 10 seconds, turn it down again for 10, then turn it down again to the very bottom for 10. And just start like that. Then eventually you'll go straight to the bottom for 30 and then, then maybe you'll be able to do a minute. Um, other than that, like the next step, the cold showers are going to give you some benefit in terms of mental like a mental boundary breaker and making you do something tough and finishing those warm, comfortable showers in the morning with something cold that spikes the adrenaline a little bit and gets you going. In terms of the the benefits of the, the cold snap therapy, which is uh, like immune function, it helps bolster immune function. Um, it helps reduce inflammation, which is good. Um, I don't know if you get that from the cold showers. I think you need immersion for that. I do think you need to immerse. So obviously the bath is the way to do that. But obviously waiting for the bath to fill up is a bit of a pain in the bum. So you can get some um, pretty pretty simple purchase ones from Amazon now for like 60 quid or something if you want to give this a go. Foldable, carryable, take them around with your ice baths. They look decent enough. Um, it's no different to the barrel. The barrel isn't anything special. It basically holds water and then you chuck some ice in alongside it. There's a tap on it which makes it easy to use but even the ones on Amazon have the taps. So that's easy. That's easy. And uh, I would say like within the first week of doing this, a lot of my aches and pains have subsided. It really has made a difference. And I've done nothing else of difference. I haven't done any extra stretching. I, I still I don't do any stretching at all. I don't do enough at all. Um, you're supposed... So... Yes, that's what I've benefited from. The lack of that uh, pain in the morning of waking up after training has definitely reduced. I was getting some lower back pain because during the night, apparently I'd try and sleep like a banana. Um, that seemed to have ceased and uh, it did come back, but I'll tell you why in a second. Um, and so with this challenge, I did it for YouTube. So the video is coming this week, I believe, hopefully. I should get it up either Wednesday or Sunday, depending on which videos I decide to show you first. I just had one go up about um, <laughs> how to make your legs look bigger in 30 minutes. And it's basically a body grooming one, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, if you haven't ever tried it, I highly, I highly advise you watch, watch the video and um, try what I say. It does make a massive difference, massive difference, especially uh, mentally, give you a bit of an ego boost for those, uh, get those chicken drumsticks, work, drumsticks working. Um, but I, I started with two minutes with the idea of going up a minute every day. So I was in there for two minutes. I was talking to the camera, which actually I think really helped because it gave me something once I was able to breathe to uh, focus on talking to. I talk you through how I'm feeling through it all. And uh, I got to two minutes and I was all right. So I did an extra minute. I actually started with three minutes on the first day and then incremented up. And on the last day, um, for some reasons, uh, should I talk about those now? I think I will talk about that now. I will talk about it. So during the time I was doing these, if you are unaware, um, we've been raising some money for a, a young boy, Arthur, two years old, who had leukemia. And uh, we went to see him during the week, during that week of doing the ice bath. We went to see him on the Saturday and the Sunday. And um, unfortunately, because he moved to the hospice, which basically means the treatments, he beat leukemia, came back three weeks later, secondary treatment was done, aggressive chemotherapy. It hadn't worked. So unfortunately, it was a terminal case. And the... The sad fact is that Arthur had a very rare form of the leukemia as well. So he had Down syndrome, um, which Down syndrome uh, children are more susceptible to leukemia. But, and, but they also have a high rate of survival. They respond very well to treatments. Unfortunately, Arthur did not have the normal leukemia that they get. He had a rare version. And it he beat it 
also they thought the bloods came back clear but i think they beat it down so low that it just came back undetectable and then within three weeks it was back and it was aggressive and it spread to his lymph nodes and so he was in the hospice when we went to see him and it's hard. it's hard it was hard because you're seeing this little this little happy fellow who had so much love for his parents and the bond between him and his father was just ah oh, it was a beautiful thing and you knew it was going to be taken away and um there's nothing anyone can do about it like nothing and you just feel helpless like it, it's at that it's at these moments that you wish superpowers existed you know even if it meant giving some of your life force away to help you'd do it <sighs> And we, you know, I we, I played with him in, in the ball pit. In the in this hospice was amazing. Like the people there, they were uh, they were like, if you took everyone's lovely feeder grandma and wrapped them into a person and multiplied it by ten people, that was each and every one of the nurses in this place. They were they were lovely, and uh, it had everything that that you needed there. And it was in these beautiful grounds of this huge house, and it was like a converted like a converted mansion or something, not mansion, is that the wrong word? It converted a state um, where it was. So there was like a stream running through. Uh, it was just green fields and woods all around. So, you know, thankful that we have that in this country for people in those situations so they're not stuck in a hospital room. But um, since then, uh, sadly, um, Arthur Pap has passed, passed away. So he, four days, I think it was three or four days after we were there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, tough because I have videos on my phone of playing with him in a ball pit and he's, you know, smiling and giving you, Ooh, no, and high fives and, and all of this stuff. But at the same time, when we were there, he did have moments of real drowsiness when he would have to be given morphine and things like that. And you would see the reality of it. And he had a feeding tube going up through his nose that he you know, pulled out the night before and had to have put back in. And, you know, you could just, he, oh, we had such a lovely time. And I feel, at least I feel I was able to impart some energy. And um, when, when we were there as well, there was, I tried as much as possible to not, do anything but bring some normalcy to the situation and just play and and talk about normal things as best as possible and i think that helped the energy in the room as a whole and um yeah and but some of you know we raised through you guys and and facebook and all of these we raised we raised 17,000 pounds so far and that originally started to help pay for his treatment and then a trip for when he got better now it's gone forward to help pay for the parents' mortgage for the house because they had to stop working so that they could so that they could stop working so that they had some security to be able to spend every moment with Arthur and that that is exactly what that money has gone towards and it's and and ever grateful for any and all of you who helped with that because you really helped in a very tough situation find what little good there was and let them have it which is amazing absolutely amazing and that's where social media and things like this is great and is fantastic and does have true reach and true power uh so um now you know the the fundraiser was is now totally going towards it well it is going towards paying for a funeral for arthur and uh and to take that burden off as well as people know funerals are not cheap and so there, so, so again, people have been amazing. After I think it was announced a day or two ago that he passed on on publicly on socials, and people have been amazing in in giving towards the funeral costs. Still, so people have been giving throughout, from trying to help him to help the parents to now being part of making saying goodbye as beautiful as it could be, I suppose. And this is their their parents' first child as well. So, you guys have done some amazing stuff helping there. Amazing. And uh, it'll be a tough day, but at least it'll be a day they want for him, you know. So, yeah, it was tough. But what it did was put the perspective of me getting in this silly little whiskey barrel full of cold water. When I came back, you'll see it in the video, 
the difference between me getting in that water the day bef- the before seeing Arthur and then getting in afterwards is a different mindset. Like, I don't even, I don't even question it when we get back because it's so pathetic. It's so pathetic and easy to do in comparison to, to this young lad fighting for his life and the parents and the toughness and things they're going through. Like, what the hell? I'm getting a barrel of cold water. And you're going to whine about it? You're going to moan like, and act like it's some kind of earth-shattering conquest? Like, get on with it, boy. So that was, that's what I did and hopefully, so I'm going to discuss all this goes into the video. It's all going to go into the video in a way that hopefully will leave you guys empowered to be able to realize that you can, you know, these tough moments, these tough things that you think you can't do or that you want to try and do, but question every time you're doing it, it's all in your head and all you need is perspective. And that's the truth of most things. All you need is a perspective. Step back, step back. How difficult is it really? Or are you just so focused and so tunnel visioned that you've lost that perspective and you're only seeing it against it so that it, it grows in its enormity. When in reality, there's many harder things that you could be going through. There's many more difficult situations. So get the fuck on with it and control the ones that you can and get stuck into that discomfort and start to own it. Because this is what it is. It's not so much, yes, you are, you do get the anti-inflammatory effects and yes, you do get this, the benefit of like immune system, there are immune system um, bolstering is what I want to say, but what it does is it helps fight against disease. It helps make your immune system uh, less likely to, so it helps fight against autoimmune diseases in the long run because what it does is the cold therapy helps kind of hold your immune system back from us being in the comfort zone of always being in the warm, always being comfortable. Your immune system starts to get a little bit overactive when there's like minor intrusions and what that can lead to is like zombie cells and things like that hanging around the body, which cause um, bad interactions within our, uh, our normal day-to-day running. And they any, anything, basically, the way your body reacts in all its chemical reactions, if anything interferes with the normal reactions and causes um, unwanted outcomes, they're the things that can then proliferate into problems. So it helps by reducing our body beginning to fight itself. Those autoimmune diseases, it helps that. It helps also, um, it creates, now let me think, I can't think of the goddamn term, but it basically helps the release. Um, you basically get a lot of cleanup proteins that occur when you do a lot of shock therapy, especially with heat shock from saunas. You get the, the I think they're called the heat heat snap release proteins or heat release proteins anyway is the general term for them. And they literally go around mopping up dead cells and zombie cells and all these horrible things that sit around the body. This is the most basic terminology I'm using for it, by the way. It's way deeper than this, <laughs> but... You know, just just in a cartoonized way, it basically causes your body to have a positive reaction from what is seemingly a negative thing. And in the long term, it is going to benefit you in terms of inflammation, immune strengthening, mental strengthening as well. That's the big thing. So outside of all these physical benefits that we get, it's mainly that you are choosing to do something hard, but you're choosing to sit in that discomfort because you know the benefits it's going to give you long term so you sit and enjoy the discomfort because you know the benefits that it's going to give you does that make sense so it's learning that not all discomfort is a bad thing and then once you're able to control that discomfort whenever you're given a bad situation or something hits you out of the blue every day you've been doing something that's put you in discomfort so this new thing that comes that you weren't prepared for weren't ready for wham when that hits you it's just another discomfort that you're used to dealing with rather than there being this soft namby-pamby human who never puts themselves in any kind of discomfort always always sits within their boundaries always stays in the safe zone and then when something bad happens doesn't know how to deal with it because all of those feelings and all of that anxiety and all of that stress that then you're not used to feeling suddenly materializes and can be overwhelming so by putting yourself into these situations in a controlled manner and you overcoming them, because it's still tough, you still have to be in a situation where it is tough. Like I said, it took me 10 times to get in it the first time. But slowly but surely, it took me less and less time. First off, what happened is I would just put the timer on, 15 seconds. So I put like, say I had four minutes to do, I put four minutes, 15 seconds. And as it started counting down, I would get myself ready in that 15 seconds. Today when I went in, I put on my five minutes and five seconds. And the only reason I put the five seconds in was so that as soon as I started the timer, I had time to get in so that I did my full five minutes. Not because I needed any kind of countdown, 
just so that I definitely got my five minutes. I didn't want to press five minutes and then part of that five minutes, me being getting in the barrel. So, and I didn't want to do it again this the today. I didn't want to do it. Like, that's the point though. Like, your initial reaction is don't want to, but your follow-up reaction is, but you do it anyway. And that's the, that's the strength. That's where we start to win. That's where we start to see progression because you'll start doing more shit that you don't want to do, but you have to do. So that's the most I've taken from it so far. We'll see how much more it benefits me and how, um, how different it gets over time. But I said my uh, lower back pain came back, didn't I? So after doing the seven days, I got up to, I won't say how long I got up to in it because I'll let you watch the video for that. But I got up to a decent amount of time in there, but longer than I need to spend in there if I'm doing this regularly. So regularly, you only need to do five day, four to five days a week, five minutes to get the physiological, biological benefits of doing the cold therapy work. So this week, I did my five, not this week, the last week just gone. I did five days. Oh, I took two days off. Have I done my five days? Either way, I'd done all that. I'd done the videoing. So then I took two days off. And then in those two days, I started to feel the aches again. By the second, by this morning, before I went back in, I think that's what I did, yeah. So I, obviously I, I did seven days straight. I actually did eight days straight. Um because I did one just for me where I didn't have to set up a camera and do everything and just enjoyed the moment of getting in it and only having to do five minutes as well because I knew it would be easy compared to the day before when I'd done way longer. Um, so I did a couple more days and then I took two days off because I was like, okay, maybe I'm doing too much and then I'll get to my five days, five minutes. And those two days off, uh, the ache started to come back. So one that lets you know that this does need to be a long-term commitment. So the, the benefits that I'm seeing at the moment are short-term because it's an instant... You know, it's an acute reaction to what I'm doing. But over time, the buildup of that should be more long-term as I keep on top of doing it. It's just like massage. You get massaged out, you feel great. You go and carry on with your normal time. But if you don't go get massaged again, whatever is tightened up is going to tighten up again and come back eventually. Or something else will tighten up if you fixed what was originally tight because it's just the nature of you getting on and doing stuff is that you have to have the other side of it where you do the repair work. So... What it showed me was to, okay, this is something I have to maintain on a regular basis to see the benefits at this point. But two, also it showed me, oh, wow, that really did actually take an effect because that's the only thing that's changed. That's the only thing I'd stopped. Everything else stayed the same. So that aching, tweaking, like that achiness in the morning that came back, it was 100% because I wasn't in doing the cold therapy again. So there is definitely an immediate effect you're going to feel from doing it, which is great. So if you do want to start doing this, I would say within... After your first week, you will feel different. And I do think I slept better. I do think I slept better as well. Um, so bear in mind, alongside this, what I started doing was fasting till 12 o'clock again, which is something I've done for a long time anyway, but I had kind of slipped out of it for whatever reason. Um, so back to not eating before 12, well, before kind of after five hours of getting up. So, But mainly it's like midday. Um, and then also no caffeine. 90 minutes minimum of 90 minutes after waking up but i'll usually wait longer than that i'll usually wait until the midday when i uh, start to eat food again i'll probably have a coffee first and then have food so uh, that's how i tend to break break the fast but you can have black coffees if you want to do that um but i don't i like my cream so i tend to break my fast with my coffee uh so, as well as supplementing as well so i have i've got back on so obviously I had all the Black Friday and cyber sales and I was putting it out to you guys to def to get on those because it does, it go, it, I know it's like a pain in the ass when Black Friday comes around because everyone's like, oh, look at all the sales and everything going on. Me, 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 buy my stuff, use my code. Boop, 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 boop. But it legitimately is the cheapest time you'll buy something from a company because I know, especially in like the motorbike world, Black Friday deals, they'll only put things in sale on that one day of the year. And a similar thing goes for supplements. They always do the biggest sale of the year on the Black Fridays. So it's always the biggest discount. So it is, as annoying as it is, worthwhile buying in those to stock up on stuff. Uh, and one of the things I did put out there for you guys to stock up on was your vitamins because multivits don't cut the mustard. And one of the, so I, I did the same thing and uh, resorted all the vits that I'm taking. And so I'll give you a quick rundown of some of the new ones I added. I've added Cissus in 
which uh, my protein. So obviously, if you want to buy it with my protein using code LexFitness, please use my code. It helps benefit me too. You guys are all using it, are legends. Yay! <laughs> I don't know what that voice is. <laughs> Yeah, so but you can actually you can use LexFitness on myprotein.com and it will beat any offer that they have on the site. It will, I've made sure of that. I've been in contact with their tech guys. So it should always give you a greater percentage off or a better bonus. Either way, LexFitness will get you the best deal. And if it doesn't, right, call me or message me. You can't call me. So message me. <laughs> I'll sort it out. Right? Sort it. Um so yeah, some of the things to add to your uh, daily dosages. Cissus, Cissus quadrangularis. This is a product that uh, disappeared for a while it, um, and it was amazing. It's so good. It used to be mixed with a product called Bromo 6. So, and um, it was made by someone called Generic Labs or someone like that. Anyway, it was brilliant, brilliant for helping because it was, uh, well, it still is. Cissus quadrangularis is really good for ligament and tendon uh, repair and obviously prevention. So it helps helps there especially the inflammation uh it was mixed with six bromo originally which is an anti-estrogen so it also used to help um you know bring estrogen down a bit which is always like pull a bit of water off you make you look a bit nicer uh but six bromo got banned because it shouldn't have been it's such a mild thing but they banned it because they wanted to tax it so they put it into that bracket of hawthorn they did it alongside hawthorn berry and loads of other nonsense where they wanted to charge a fifty thousand pound um what do you call it um license for people to sell them just assholes, man. It's basically health tax. And so people just stopped selling them because there's no way they're going to make the money back from these products. So Hawthorne Berry, things like that, which was great for people who were reducing the risk of prostate cancer, bringing down high blood pressure. So basically they screwed loads of old people that were using this stuff. For what? Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, so Cystus chondrolaris is on with my protein now. And uh, so I've added that in. Obviously the standards like your vitamin D3, your vitamin C, your vitamin E, uh, all things, your zinc, and your iron and folic acid, they're all basics you should be getting in there, especially if you're training, especially if you train on a regular basis. Um, but also, alongside this, I put in some biotin, so that's for hair and nails. Um, and then also retinol, which is great for your skin, really good for help keeping that youthful appearance. And um, I got some apple cider gummies, which are just a good thing. Like apple cider vinegar isn't magic or anything like that, but I do feel it helps with like gut health. And um, there is the suggestion that it can help um, reduce like the onset of things like if you have gout and stuff like that. But I don't know if that's clinically proven. Um, but it's to do with the urea, urea crystals or something building up in your blood. I think it can help, it can help combat that in a certain way, but I don't know the science behind it. If you want me to look it up, I can do, but you can just Google it. But I definitely, apple cider vinegar does have some, you know, it's a useful thing to have in there in terms of gut health and stuff like that. And these chewable gummies are delicious. So it's like having sweeties. It's a little bit of a treat. And that's pretty much it. But those those couple of additions, especially that sister's congelite, is going to be really interesting. I think that was all it was, the ones I added. I got zinc on its own, which is a good one because, again, it tends to be one that we can become deficient in, and iron and folic acid as well alongside. That's a really good good combo. Uh, but just to stay away from the multivits people. They don't cut it. They don't cut the mustard. Also, I've been living off corned beef a lot recently because apparently I'm ready for being a World War II soldier. <laughs> I don't know why. I've had a real... Just, honestly, cheese, corned beef, sometimes in white bread... Oh, mate, put a bit of, put a bit of Branston pickle on there. Heaven. Love it. I'm so simple. Honestly, I'm so sad. I was in a discussion the other day. People get freaked, like people every day worry about what they're going to eat. Like, oh God, we're gonna have, what should we have for tea? What should we have for dinner? What should we, this and that? I'm like, I would eat the same thing every day happily. Like if I like a meal, I will eat it five times if it's there and easy to make. Like if I if I batch cook something and I can't bother doing anything else, I'll eat that batch cook one after the other. I don't see the problem with it. But people freak out like they can't eat the same thing two days running or three days running. I would eat the same thing when I was dieting. I'd eat the same thing for 12 weeks running and I didn't get sick of it. So I feel sorry for anyone that just feels like, stop, don't feel like you have to have something different every day. As long as you're balanced micronutriently and macronutriently in what you're eating, just like, don't freak out. Just eat what's easy on that day for you to have that's going to fit your goals. 
I just don't see the need for this added stress of worrying about what you're going to eat later that day. If you've got food in, you know it's in. Just make something simple. It doesn't matter. Make, make four or five meals of it in one go and just whack it in the fridge. Batch cook. It's just, and then, just woosah. Woosah. I think that's where we're at today. I think that's enough, isn't it? Is that enough for today? Have I, had, have I done well on my own? Hopefully I've done well on my own. Hopefully this wasn't, wasn't too... Uh, you could see where my brain just suddenly cuts off mid-sentence in my own head. There's something there where I'm, I just say words and there's not even a sentence forming behind them. But yeah, welcome to my brain. I'm now going to go and edit the barrel video. I also have a new motorbike, maybe. maybe, and it's a, But it's a, it's a classic, kind of. It's got heritage and it's a beast. And we may or may not have done some, uh, some self-improvements to it. So I've got that video to come as well. So you'll get a bike reveal plus an upgrade to that bike reveal. Uh, so you've got barrel video, upgrade, uh, the new motorbike video reveal coming in the middle of winter, which is obviously the perfect time to buy a new motorbike. <laughs> it's actually the best time to buy a motorbike, just not the best time to ride it. And what other video have you got coming? Oh, and we just filmed literally last night a new worst pain video where Mitch helped like, well, he removed my back hump. So you know how we're all a bit like getting a bit stuck in our social media, faces down, heads down, computer down, everything down. Um, we have went through the technique of how you can straighten your spine and get rid of any neck humps. Also, we show you the problems that if you don't, how this can become a very serious issue and you can end up with something called buffalo neck or buffalo hump. One of the two. It's not a good thing. You don't want it. So be proactive with this. So you got a lot of new videos coming up and then we have the conversation bomb and that is going to be coming this next couple of weeks. Just working out how to go about it because it's a big one. <laughs> Other than that, I hope you are all having a wonderful December. Happy freaking Christmas time, people. I hope you've got some adequately suitable jumpers ready and t-shirts and Christmas festivities. I hope your lights are up. If they're not, get in the goddamn spirit and get some lights up. There's nothing better than when it gets dark at 4 p.m., which sucks, than seeing Christmas lights fill that darkness. It's lovely. So make your Christmas decorations priority if you haven't done it already. As long as there's nothing super important going on in your life, obviously. But get them up. Be festive. Be happy. Start getting in the mood. Christmas is a lovely time. It can bring everyone. It's a time where you can choose to bring people together. And it's a great excuse to rebuild some bridges that maybe have been left to go a bit rotten. You can rebuild them. And all you need is an excuse of, oh, what are you doing on Boxing Day? Oh, what are you doing around this day? Oh, let's go for a drink. Oh, pop around for some food. It's the time you can reach out easily and it gives those people no, no like excuse to not come. To make use of it. It's a happy time, people. It's a happy, happy time. And other than that, I hope you've had a great week. If you want to uh, start jumping in barrels that smell like whiskey full of cold water, I highly, uh, highly recommend it. And I'm going to keep doing it. So we'll see how we go. What else? Anything else? Is that before we go? I think that is everything for now. If not, you'll see us back next Monday anyway. And the battery's about to die on the camera, so it's perfect timing. So I hope you've had a great week. Leave behind what was bad in the week that has gone. Bring forward what was good. And let's make it a great bloody week. <sighs> I'll catch you in the next one. Toodle pip. Toodlepip.